Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If we're given $189 million for a housing project, shouldn't we be getting some more benefit from that? Do we risk somebody walking if that's the case? That may be, and it may not be, though. But th at the end of the day, we've gotten out there that we're, we're a community willing to put $189 million on the table for a good project that's going to benefit this community. That's from Tuesday night's Athens Clark County Commission meeting, Commissioner Mike Hamby behind the rail and discussing the Atlanta Highway property that is home to the Georgia Square Mall, the much discussed mall redevelopment proposal. Uh, might have been a vote on Tuesday. There was not. Uh, pushed back until March 7th now, if it happens then. Mike Hamby with us now. Commissioner Hamby, thanks for your time this morning. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate appreciate you having me. Got a note, and I will I will not reveal the source here. I'm not going to drop the name. It is a name that people would recognize, and it was sent to me, and I, I suppose some degree of confidence, so I'll not disclose the name. But I will tell you what he says, and I'll get you to respond. He says this. Uh, it appears that Mike Hamby is trying to botch the mall plan. How can one in good faith swoop in at the 11th hour, all of a sudden demand they double the amount of affordable housing units, as we heard you uh, discussing there Tuesday night? Uh, what do you say to this? Is, is this, as has been suggested, Commissioner Mike Hamby trying to scuttle this whole thing? Uh, of course not, Tim. I mean, I've been for the past uh, 12, 15 years trying to do something with the Atlanta Highway Corridor. And to, and to help make it a good entryway into Athens, Georgia, and recognize that the mall uh, uh, project and the mall property, it was the impediment for, for uh, starting Atlanta Highway uh, many years ago when the mall was built. And it's going to be the impediment for, for helping uh, create a new development out, out there. So, no, I'm not, I'm not trying to scuttle anything. As a matter of fact, you know, uh, it, this project has been – has been very interesting because uh, the terms, the terms, and and the developer request uh, actually keep changing on a meeting to meeting basis. Uh, this Saturday, we actually got a, an email from from uh, the architect for the developer who wanted us to also put into the community benefits agreements that that the county pay taxes on the transit station that we'll have out there. They wanted us to pay property tax association fees to help with the uh, upkeep of the total property out there. So I looked at that as an as as though okay, well we're still we're still at the table trying to figure out what the terms are and I was I was baffled by by um, the, the tax part of wanting to spend taxes on a transit station when we're already providing 180 million 189 million dollars in taxes to the project. So no no, I'm not trying to scuttle anything. I just saw that as not as well, maybe we're still working on the terms of this, and and we were, and and I'll say this, you know, uh, with an agenda report that we had, and it's online to our, it's online if folks want to see it uh, under mall redevelopment. The the are the folks that have analyzed this have come back to say that they 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 at this time are unable to specifically say which TAD funding requests are eligible under the Georgia Redevelopment Powers Law. 
And Tim, what I'm trying to do is to make sure that whatever public investment there is that's being offered, that that we do realize a public benefit. And we need to make sure that it's that it's because this is going to last for 30 years. We've gone from the, the petitioners asked to go from 20 years to 30 years. And we need to make sure that what what we the monies that this that the taxpayers of this county put into this project are, are realized for, for for their benefit. And and I'm I'm trying to do my due diligence to make sure that the community benefits agreement achieves that. All right, Commissioner Mike uh, Hamby with us. Um, help me understand logistically where we are. First of all, and we need to mention this, there's another player in this. There, there's the Athens-Clark County Commission, there's the Development Group, and by the way, the Clark County School Board. They were to have met Monday, voted on their portion of the tax allocation district agreement. They did not. Uh, I, this thing can't move forward without them. I suppose I need to get them on the horn as well. What's your understanding of where they are? Well, I'm not sure. I think they're probably waiting to see what the community benefits agreement, uh, or what the final community benefits agreement looked like, uh, because they are impacted quite quite a bit by this. And, um, and you know, six percent of the property taxes uh, go to them. So, so whatever is in that community benefits, I'm, I'm sure they're looking to see that. Hopefully, it benefits benefits the schools as well. So, I, ma- I imagine they're waiting to see that before they pass the interim agreement. Now, I keep saying I keep saying a vote, an Athens Clark County Commission vote. I think to be precise and correct the record if I'm wrong here, but there's actually more than one vote. There are a couple of things going on here. One is the design plan that's been developed over the course of the past now close to two years. And and the other, and I think the more notable, more significant, what we're talking about mostly this morning, is this tax allocation district agreement. Yes, the tax allocation disagreement. You're exactly right, and 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 I'll say this. I'm, I'm sure that one of the things that the school board previously passed an intergovernmental agreement that allowed for a 20-year term, but the developer came back and wanted 30 years for for the uh, tad to last. But I'll say this. You know, there's some stuff in the uh, going back to to the question about am I trying to scuttle it? I'm not, but I'm am looking deeply into it and and wondering. Uh, there's $48 million in here for for apartments, for multifamily apartments. And Tim, you know, you've seen all over town, we have people who are building multifamily apartments without any incentive. Uh, and and I'm, I'm, I'm just, the market, the, the building for market rate affordable, market rate housing for multifamily is, exists in our community. All right, but let me play problem. devil's advocate for a moment but, here, uh, advocate for the developers, as it were. The tax allocation district exists. Uh, the, the tax allocation district statute exists. It, it's a tool to be used, and they're looking to use it. Uh, and and if, if we don't want them to use it, let's not provide it. But it is provided. It's there. No, no doubt at all, and I agree completely with that. And I agree with Tads, but Tads have to reflect. Tads have to reflect what the public benefit is going to be. You can't just use Tad dollars, according to the redevelopment law of Georgia. You can't just use Tad dollars just to give give money for for a developer to build something. That's considered a gratuity. So we have to use the monies for infrastructure, and we have and we can use the monies for. Uh, incentives for affordable housing, and that's why I was falling back onto the affordable housing part. If we already have market rate multifamily being built in the community, then why are we incentivizing that? Shouldn't we be incentivizing more affordable housing uh, 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 multifamily units being built? And Tim, we're we're actually decreasing the amount of affordability in this house from our stated policies over the past four years. 
the inclusionary zoning calls for 20, 20% affordable housing, and this project has taken it down to 10% affordable housing uh, out of a, out of a thousand units. So that's 99 units that'll be that'll be affordable at a cost to the taxpayer of the incentive of about 15 million dollars. And and what I'm suggesting is, if we know we have an affordable housing problem, and we had a work session just a couple of weeks ago where uh, we did learn that there is a, a, lot, a lot of folks in households who are having some horrible uh, cost burden and affordability problems. Like, for example, this project is going to address 80% AMI. There are 545 households in our community. AMI is an acronym for what, average median uh, income or something? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I'm sorry. Average median income. There's 545 people who will who will benefit from this this 10 percent affordability at this project. But there's there's a need for 18,405 households who who are between the 30 percent and the 60 percent area median income. So you see where I'm going with this. Yeah. Let's if we're going to if we're going to use public dollars, let's help solve some of the problems we've just been talking about not taking any action on but but the concern the that the developer would have and, and you say well the developer may walk and they might i don't know they've given you a february 28th deadline i, I don't know that we'll get beyond that it sounds like we will but uh the, the developer is going to say you're hitting us with this at the last minute we price pointed everything based on what we had agreed to before and suddenly now the, the tuesday on which we're supposed to vote you come in here and you double the, double the amount of affordable housing we're supposed to provide and you lower the rent well, and I'm I'm actually not coming in at the last minute. That's been brought up over over time during the meetings, and they say they can't do that. But they're also bringing stuff in at the last minute, um, like the Saturday email that we received, mm-hmm. and 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 when you go to look at the the economic impact of all of this, uh, Tim. For example, the Tad and Atlantic Station that was a three billion dollar project. The city of Atlanta used a TAD investment of only $250 million. Uh, and my point in all of this is, or in this specific instance, is that this project is going to cost $428 million to build. And we're we're giving them $189 million. Well, let's be so precise in the language here. You're allowing them to to utilize $180 million of the revenue they generate in terms of revenue and sales and well, property taxes well, funneled back into the project. It's not a you're not stroking a check for $189 million. Well, we do we do the reimbursement program, so they do get reimbursed for 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 the parts of the development, but we and that's my point. We've got to make sure that the parts that we're reimbursing benefit this community and provide that public. If that public investment needs to provide that public benefit, I'm going to give another example of just how we do. And this would be the largest incentive we've given in this community. Yeah. Uh, we gave Caterpillar, or not gave, but Caterpillar mm. got an incentive of thirty million dollars to come to this community, and and we're still paying the the, the note on that. So $30 million provided 1,500 jobs, provided a, a public benefit for that $30 million investment. And all I'm asking is, let's make our public benefit stronger in this, in this document so that, so that 30 years from now, because we're not going to realize any, you know, the, the property tax is going to stay at $300,000 a year. Uh, the developer has the potential to get reimbursed $5.6 million each year. And all I'm asking is let's make sure that there's some strong public benefits in this 
so that the public also sees a return on their investment. All right, Commissioner Mike Canby, i I, I got to leave it there. Let me quickly ask you this. If I were to go to the window and, and try to place a bet here on how this turns out, uh, March 7th or whenever, would I be better advised to bet that this happens or that it doesn't happen? Well, well, Tim, I, I believe we have good community partners at the table with us to help us make something happen. And I, I'm hoping they recognize, and I believe they do, that, that this project could help not only this particular piece of property, but the whole district. And we can make this corridor look really good, and we can provide some, some, some affordable housing for people in our community, which we've identified as a need. So you've got com- good community partners at the table. You've got a, a governing body that wants to see something happen, and you've got a public sector that also wants to see something happen uh, for this for this area. But we all need to make sure it happens in whatever investment we're making. I know the private investors making an investment to help to help them. We're going to make a public investment to help the public. So we all we all it can be a win win for everybody if we if we just uh, work it out. All right, Mike Hamby, Commissioner Mike Hamby, we'll leave it there. Thanks for your time this morning. Okay, thank you, Tim. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.